0: get up come on get down with the sickness get up come on get down with the sickness get
1: up come on get down with the sickness open up your head and let it flow into me get up come on get down
0: with the sickness your mother get up come on get
1: down with welcome sickness. to chronically fully sick up. yes we're back it's episode 4.
0: Hell yeah, episode four. But before we begin, uh, as always, we would like to acknowledge that we are recording today on the stolen lands of the Aora and Kulin Nations. Sovereignty
1: was never ceded and this was and always will be Aboriginal land. Okay. It's good to have you all back again listening to us, which is a constant surprise um, yeah, and shock to us. A miracle. We're here. One of us is queer. Get used to it. <laughs> I know. We're actually
0: recording this on a uh, bisexual awareness day. So please oh. be aware of me. <laughs> Happy birthday to the bisexuals.
1: <laughs> okay. Before we careen forward into nonsense, um, <laughs> I'm yes. I am Joanna Nilsson. I'm a community worker, a failed politician, a musician, sometimes writer dog enthusiast, fibromyalgia sufferer and still fema havra. With me today is Chloe Sargent, a writer, queer lady, feminist jerk, noodle enthusiast and currently writing a book about fibromyalgia uh, and probably a bunch of other stuff that I've missed. Hello Chloe.
0: Hello there mate, how are you? Um, Today, part four of our series of the agonizing pain in which I live every day. That's
1: always, I always say, uh, and then pause when you ask me that question. I know.
0: <laughs> you're, you're like, I don't want to bring the tone of this uh,
1: already grim podcast down,
0: but um, shit's rough. Yeah. Shit's rough.
1: Look, I decided <laughs> to clean a rug on the weekend. And so like, I have no shoulders now, apparently. <clears throat> um, <laughs> you've broken all of your muscles. Yes. Yeah, lovely. Uh so I've just been chilling out in bed today, so that's been that's been pretty cool. And I've got heaps of Oh, nice. Look at these beautiful zits I have around my chin from wearing a mask all the time. Yes. Mask knee. Mask mask knee. Mask knee. Mask
0: Mask (laughs) knee. I always get like cystic pimples on my like jawline so I feel like everyone's just now experiencing what I experience on a daily basis so enjoy the mask knee there's a microphone
1: in front of it so whatever I can't see it yeah I know (laughs) how are are you how are you darling oh yeah look not doing too bad I um
0: I had a IRL doctor's appointment yesterday mm. that uh, ended up going thirty five minutes overtime, and I made my doctor very late because I was like, also I think I might have Ella's Dan loss and also endometriosis. So um what do we do about that? And she's like, That's a that's a big question. That's a lot. That's um <laughs> that's gonna take us some time. And I'm like, Cool. Um,
1: um so what you need to also, do Also I think I've given myself an ulcer, so that's cool. Uh, in the stomach or in the mouth? Or? Yeah. Oh. No, I think
0: I've got to, I've given myself a stomach ulcer from taking too many tablets on an empty stomach because I'm a rebel without a cause.
1: Yeah. So now you have to wait for what, six months to see a rheumatologist for half this shit? Yeah, exactly. She's like, well, I'll refer you. And I'm just like,
0: well, you know, it's not like I can have a endoscopy or a laparoscopy.
1: I always I say that say wrong. That. I can't say it. I'm sorry to Um, all the endosufferers out there I know (laughs) I know we're so sorry
0: um yeah so I am not able to have half of those things anyway because they're the elective surgery so it's pretty much like me just yelling at my doctor that I might have things and then that's it that's all I can do at this point in time (laughs) just (laughs) screaming and walking away
1: (laughs) which is you know Pretty much
0: what chronic illness is like. That's yes? pretty
1: much what my life is like, screaming at someone and then walking away. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we do. That's all we
0: do. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do to each other when we record this podcast.
1: Correct. Speaking Whee. of speaking of this podcast, I should mention okay. that we're on Twitter at chronic full sick. Yes. We now have a follow us. Follow us. We now have a sexy little Instagram. Well it's not sexy. I did like a post about crone game of crones. And it was like a Game of Thrones kind of meme. I yeah. thought it was – That was cute. That was cute. Um, so that's at- – And by
0: sexy, she means very meme <laughs> Very sexy and meme-y.
1: meme um, meme So that's at Chronically Fully Sick, as is our group on Facebook. We have a bunch of new members in that at the moment, which is – Really awesome. Welcome to all of you. Um, I know. I'm so excited that people listened to the podcast and then found the group.
0: I know. I thought that it would be like only people in the group would listen to the podcast. So I'm super excited that it's... People
1: have found us. I know. The podcast and then found the group. Mm. Oh, welcome. We're so happy. Our little punky Brewster podcast is reaching some people. That's good. It is. I know. And so if you want to send us an email about whatever if it's a complaint don't just don't (laughs) yeah we're not gonna read it we're not gonna read it nor make any changes to our lifestyle so you can fuck off especially if you're a man please do not send us any (laughs) mail If you if you try to mansplain any anything to us, we will hunt you down and
0: set you on fire. Correct. So or we'll, don't we'll, don't do it. We'll just scream and walk away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> While
0: you're on fire. Yes.
1: Anyway, there's a contact form for that on our website, which is dot And if you would like Nice messages only. Nice pretty messages only. And as yes. I said in last episode, PDFs of checks without a dollar yeah. amount in them. Uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Marriage requests, yeah. Yeah, all of that kind of thing. That, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, tasteful nudes I will also accept. Um,
0: always. <laughs> always. Always. Um, always, always.
1: <laughs> so if you can also rate, review and subscribe us, like all the other podcast people that are actually professional say, that would be great on whatever you're listening to this on, but Apple helps, I suppose. Uh, that yeah. would be nice. We love you. Thank that you. That would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We
0: got one really uh, hilarious review that said um, (laughs) that we gave them – an abdominal injury because <laughs> we made them laugh too much but it never specified that we made them laugh too much and that's why so it just looks like we've actively harmed someone <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to whoever left that it, w- it made me laugh so much yeah I it think they would had great.
1: recent um, abdominal surgery and were suggesting that perhaps before people listen to the podcast that they wear some type of corset or abdominal support yeah. in case otherwise they're going to pop a stitch well in case <laughs> (laughs) they literally split their sides
0: (laughs) yeah it was great it's just it did not specify much of that so it's just it just looks like we're hurting people (laughs) left right and center it's great yeah so thank you which is what we want to be known for yeah (laughs)
1: thank you to whoever wrote that and if you do write one I will read it on the podcast if it's funny yeah please leave the funniest possible review you can thank you I've noticed recently, speaking of reading things, Mm. that was the worst segue ever.
0: (laughs) I loved that. No, that was really great. Segway queen. We love and stand.
1: (laughs) Um, I've noticed there's been an increase of books about chronic illness being popping up around the place. Um, Yeah. Now, I've seen a couple of different ones, but I know, Chloe, that you have – did you go to an online sort of book club or event about this kind of thing recently? Yeah, so the um, I learnt recently that The
0: Guardian Australia have a book club and so obviously you can't physically attend events at the moment, mm. so it's all over Zoom. And uh, they held one last week where two authors that have recently written books about chronic illness were in conversation with uh, Gabrielle Jackson who wrote Pain and Prejudice, which is about women's pain and how the medical industry don't really take it that seriously. Mm. So it was just these three authors that I love and admire. And I have read Gabrielle Jackson's book. I'm halfway through Kylie Maslin's book, Show Me Where It Hurts. Mm -hmm. And I've just purchased uh, Katerina Bryant's Hysteria, which I'm very excited to start next. But yeah, there's just been this like boom of um, books about chronic illness, Mm. which is amazing Mm. um, because... As you know, I'm I'm writing a book about chronic illness myself mm. and the reason that I wanted to write it was because when I started developing symptoms at, you know, 19, 20-ish, I would have killed for a book about chronic illness God, to kind no. of be able to read and sort of like relate to and go, I think even just to like validate the fact that I wasn't going crazy, mm. you know, like it was having books like that is so important that people can recognise that what they're going through is something that other people experience and that kind of stuff is so important with um, the treatment process and all that sort of thing. So I would have killed for a book all of these books Mm. back then, you know. Yeah,
1: and Um, I think something like endometriosis is, it's only a recent term that's been talked about and it's something that women have suffered... Pardon me. People have suffered from for generations, including mm. my own grandmother. Actually, yeah. who had a full hysterectomy as well. I think, um, yeah. But ten years ago, people would know would not know what that word is. Um, Absolutely, and a lot of yeah. a lot of people do now, which is fantastic. And as we've mm. seen, you know, that can often result in an in- that attention can often result in an increase of funding and that kind of thing, which is. Fantastic. And hopefully that can have, I mean, the funding for endometriosis. uh, It's had a recent boost, but it's still shit all. It's not very much, Um, but it's still something. And hopefully that can have a knock-on effect with a lot of illnesses that are primarily considered to be Uh, you know, inverted commas, women's illnesses. I do remember you saying also that when you started pitching articles about chronic illness, there wasn't much interest in them.
0: I mean, I was trying to do that quite a long time ago. And, yeah, it it just um, like editors would kind of go, oh, well, we wrote a story about endometriosis last two months ago, so we don't need another one this Mm. year kind of thing. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, it was that kind of thing where it was like, oh no, we've done the one during this awareness month, but that, so why would we do another one kind of thing? Or Mm. I just wouldn't get any response because I think people really have always underestimated how many people live with these, these conditions, you know? So, Mm. and then once I did start getting stories published, I would get then like, the response would be so huge that I would then be contacted by other outlets being like, Hey, can you write a story about chronic illness for us? And I'm like, Well, you know, you didn't respond to my email, fucking six months ago. But fine, you know. Yeah, great. (laughs) It it is really interesting that it took one sort of outlet to take a chance on it, kind of thing, for people to start noticing and wanting stories about chronic illness. Like Kylie and Katarina's books are doing so well and getting such an amazing response Mm. that it's probably going to sort of set a pathway for yeah, books in the future. You know, like which is fantastic the more books about chronic illness the better in my opinion
1: yeah totally and having I mean I read um the coverage of Katarina's book Hysteria in the monthly I think a couple of days ago which was written by a friend of mine Jenny Valentish she's an amazing writer just the fact that the there's a a author profile happening in something like the monthly discussing Something like that is incredible. Which is, you know, her uh, psychogenic non-epileptic seizures. Yes. Um, you wouldn't see something like that happening a couple of years back. No way.
0: No, for real. Mm. But um, yeah, I think it's really interesting as well because the these two books are so different to each other as well. Like mm. Kylie's is a sort of a, a book of essays and um, a lot of it is sort of linked in with pop culture and mm-hmm. memes and all of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Katarina's is she talks about her going through treatment for her illness in real time mm-hmm. and, and then relates it to stories throughout history about hysteria and that sort of thing. Mm. So it's like these two books are so different to each other and the fact that they've come out at the same time is just, it's so interesting, you know, for, for people like us that have always been like, there are no books about chronic illness and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, shit, there's heaps of books about chronic illness.
1: Yeah, and for someone like me who can't read, like it's really no. –
0: Don't worry, mate. You'll get there one day. You'll get there one day.
1: Um, But I find the term, whenever we speak about it in a historical sense, hysteria, like completely interesting. And I'm not sure because I haven't read this book, obviously. I'm not sure how Katarina uh, relates it to – seizures and that kind of thing but hysteria was a real catch-all term for anything that was wrong really with women back in yeah well
0: it was essentially like women that tried to speak out about having what would now be mental illness and uh, pain or pretty much anything and yeah like doctors would just be like oh you've got a touch of the old hysteria you know like it was just a woman talking about things that she was going through and doctors would in, like immediately just be like, ah and phrases <laughs> You must like, be crazy.
1: Wandering womb was one that I read once. Yeah. Which is really funny. This, yeah, there's
0: some pretty pretty uh, pretty wild um I, medical stuff that's
1: <laughs> As I understand it too, hysteria was a kind of term for like if your husband just didn't know how to fuck you properly. And you were pissed yeah. about it?
0: And then there's also the whole thing about how they would treat hysteria with vibrators. Uh, vibrators and stuff. So basically anything can be solved by an orgasm is what medicine was saying back then.
1: And That's what I say. I just don't know. <laughs> and medicine hasn't moved on from that. <laughs> My life hasn't moved on from that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's, it's pretty bizarre. So Apparently, Isn't that how vibrators were created? That's or right. Something? Yeah, mm. crazy.
1: And now yeah. now we don't need anyone anymore because we've got vibrators. No. We have the
0: robots. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> End of episode. We have to go for reasons that unknown. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, but seriously, I'd like to hear more about this book club and kind of what what was being discussed if you wanted to highlight anything in particular.
0: Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. Cause it was, like I said, their books are all so different mm. and um, it was kind of like them sort of uh, linking together the sort of overlapping themes sort of their books in terms of chronic illness and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But also I noticed that there was a lot of people in this book club that were there because uh, someone that they love has chronic illness. And so they wanted to learn more about it mm by like attending this book club and reading these books, mm-hmm. which like there was like one woman that, um, and I'm not breaking any kind of confidentiality thing here. There's like a full video of like recording of this book club that you can go and watch on watching the Guardian.
1: We'll put up a link to it. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. There was this woman that sort of said that her daughter has chronic illnesses. And I think one of them was fibromyalgia. And she was sort of talking about how she's so amazed watching her daughter live with fibro and what she goes through every day and that sort of thing and so that's why she was there and it just like made my heart just grow sizes like the Grinch you know like Mm. I was like Mm. like fully trying not to sob but yeah it was really interesting so like they were sort of answering questions about um what can you do to support someone that you love that has chronic illness and that kind of thing as well Mm. so it's It was really sort of well-rounded, again, considering their their books are all so different. It was really, really interesting to see how it all kind of links together. Mm. Yeah. But um, also Kylie talking about how people with chronic illness, especially like young people like us, rely so much on memes to communicate Mm. our levels of pain and that kind of thing. I know, Yeah really so one of her chapters is sort of about that and how she relies on cartoons like Spongebob Squarepants and that kind of thing as like a (laughs) comfort based thing it's so yeah highly recommend both of these books because they are just so wonderful and I'm very very proud of these two Adelaide girls as well very much hometown pride for me Aww, yeah yeah it's really essay great it's oh god it's yeah look um... Queensland doesn't have
1: it because they're not
0: SA great, sorry.
1: Um, sorry. Queensland is the smart state. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, <laughs> that was rude. Isn't that what the number <laughs> plates the smart say? State? I think that's what the number plates say, or they used to say. I'm from Ow. there. I'm allowed yeah. to swing, swing. You know, shit about Queensland. around. <laughs>
0: I'm not from Queensland, but I am going to swing shit about Queensland around. Well, how? It,
1: what was smart state in reference to? Look, maybe my memory is wrong. But I think you just made this up. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. I think Victoria's number plates say the place to be, which is hilarious at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think Adelaide was the festival state, which is hilarious because there's like the Fringe, and that's it. Mm. Um,
1: what about yeah, wh- nothing wh- else Madelaide. happens the rest of the year?
0: Oh, it happens at the same time as the Fringe, oh. so it's all in the one, Glob. one little sort of one month. Yeah, mm. that's it. There's, mm. They've got one month of fun things, and then the rest of the time there's not much.
1: Mm. It's great.
0: Mm. Mm. So chill and relaxing. But, yes, I'm very uh, very proud of these uh, Adelaide girls for getting these books out there.
1: Well, guess what, bitch? I'm proud of you because oh. ooh, because ooh. Um, you're ploughing through a book of your own, as we've mentioned before. Um, yeah. And I kind of – you were kind of saying how, oh, how all these other – books about chronic illness and people's experiences with the medical system are different and I think f- from descriptions that you've told me that yours is probably a bit different from that again yeah. I mean not to give the game away or whatever but do you want no, to talk a little bit about that
0: yeah so I think um a lot of these a lot of the books that are coming out about chronic illness are sort of uh, very memoirish mm-hmm. um which is completely understandable because we want to talk about our lived experience and we haven't been able to for such a long time. Yeah. But I think what I'm trying to do is create a book that is like I'll use per, like I'm using some personal anecdotes and that kind of thing in there, but for people to relate to. But I'm kind of trying to make a guide mm-hmm. to being young and chronically ill mm-hmm. and like how to live your best life when you're living with these conditions Mm
1: -hmm. so you're you're turning yourself into an Instagram influencer basically is that what you're saying
0: yeah I am (laughs) I'm basically I'm like a mummy blogger but without the children like um, I'm it's going to get um gonna get some influencing up in here uh yeah so I'm I don't want to be like that you know guiding light kind of thing but I think I just want to talk about what some good practices are to try to Make life not horrendous mm-hmm. when you're living with chronic illness, because it is easy to get into ruts and routines that make life especially hard. You know, so and as we've discussed, just to share my knowledge. as we've
1: discussed before, when you get a diagnosis like fibro in particular, your health specialist will kind of go, "Okay, here's one or one or two drugs that might work." Uh, see ya. Maybe try yeah, maybe try it. exercising. And there's not yeah. there's nothing out there that really says what to do or even what to try. And granted a lot of it's trial and error as to what yeah. because as we said before, the illnesses like fibro are different for everybody and they manifest differently. But there are a lot of things in common. Um, Yeah, for sure. And it is like stuff like figuring how much exercise you can do, how much is too little and how much is too much, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like pacing and that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you've been to a pain clinic before as well, so you've you've also had that experience that you can talk about.
0: Yeah. I think the most interesting thing is is that now I'm at a stage where I've got a good GP that I work with. We work together to make a treatment plan. And I've been to a pain clinic and talked to pain psychologists there and that kind of thing. And yet still most of the management techniques that I still use to this day, I've learned from other people with chronic illness. absolutely. And by being part of like, you know, our group and like little communities online and that kind of thing, sharing knowledge with each other has helped me way more than anything anyone in the medical system has. Totally, totally.
1: My doctor has gone, um, you could try this medication and she knows about the chronically fully sick group but she's like yeah maybe you want to I can tell you as much as I can as a medical professional about this but maybe you want to have a conversation with your peers about it because their experience is probably a lot better than mine yeah
0: mine says uh, your peers as well (laughs) that's really funny we're We're peers that's nice cute for us
1: I should have a medical degree as well
0: I feel like I bloody well do at this stage. Mm. The amount of research I've had to do into my own illness, and then inform doctors of it is—I feel like I'm—I'm I'm bloody set.
1: Yeah, I know. Don't need any
0: kind of medical medical college or anything like that. Well, look, Ooh, it's let a, me go.
1: The extra, the extra income would be great. I'd have to say. Yes, I've
0: heard that they earn quite a lot for, from my experience, doing pretty much fuck all. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's, I think that's why I wanted to write sort of like a guide kind of thing because like it's l- less about me being some kind of like goddess of chronic illness and blah, 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 mm, but I more about that, sharing. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess me too. Um, but, but more about sort of like sharing the knowledge that we've sort of built up over the years from the Spoonie community and our little community and chronically fully sick and that kind of thing. Because like you said, there's, there's so little resources and we don't get any of it from doctors. So why not make a book so it's all in one place somewhere, mm. you know? So that was, I guess that was my way of thinking. So yeah, I uh, finished a chapter the other day about um, unsolicited advice. Oh, our favourite. I know. And so I, I've, I've made a full list of all of the things that I can remember that people have suggested to me over the years. And uh, <laughs> there's... It's it's interesting because the more you think about it, the more you remember, and you're like, "Holy fuck! What is wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. Like, what?" So there's a, you know, some pretty some pretty standard stuff, you know, like people that are just like, just smoke some weed, um, and, and I, uh, no no comment on that one. <laughs> no comment on that one. Sure. <laughs> um, and then there's some other ones that are a bit weirder, like. Have you tried giving up gluten and dairy and going vegan and all of that kind of stuff, which does work for some people mm. and doesn't work for others? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some, like, insane ones. Ooh. Like, have you tried cleansing your aura? How do I do and, that? And um, I had someone, I don't know, I i, I did not deign to ask them. Mm. I've had someone suggest an exorcism. Um, oh. I... Have had someone. I need, suggest... an, I need
1: an exorcism, but I don't think it's health related, baby. <laughs> I know it's
0: completely unrelated yeah. reasons. I definitely need one though. <laughs> like on a Zoom call right now, her head is fully turning around, like the little girl in the Exorcist. they fucking worthless cocksucker? Be silent! Ah. Your mother sucks cocks and
1: hell. Cara Cara
0: super super fatless. Fatless. I've had people suggest those fucking MLM. Mm. things that are just like oh have you tried these essential oils and you know you can actually become a seller and make this much money in a month and i'm like that sounds like a, a freaking ponzi scheme but you know they don't seem to see that they think mm. that they've found the secret to getting rich quick and you know in the meantime preying on people that have a chronic illness and don't have a huge amount of money
1: mm. which um, we did talk
0: about last episode yes mm. um yeah, but, you know, thinking positive thoughts, oh, juice fast, oh my sunshine, uh, turmeric lattes. Oh. Um, <laughs> what's the other one? Oh, yeah. The, like I mentioned in the first episode, drinking my own urine. Oh. Um turmeric is like,
1: you know, a useful herb for some stuff, for sure. Yeah. But it's
0: not going to. And it's also like curcumin that is the helpful thing. It's like the concentrated, like, root
1: yeah, which I think that you makes have to generic. mix with black pepper or some sort of other agent to work or some crap. Oh, yeah. This, this is making me feel tired oh, yeah. and tired and crazy. <laughs> We're going to need a nap after this.
0: Um, but one of my favourites is people that have suggested activated charcoal to me, which is a very Pete Evans thing. Um And also, I uh, thought
1: we could go one fucking episode without mentioning. No, we shan't.
0: (laughs) I know, we shan't. He does too many things. He's too busy. We have
1: to keep him in check. I do say Um, activated charcoal, though. Here's here's a little tip from me. If you're mm. out, if you're out on the grog, booze, alcohol. Sorry for the overseas listeners. Out on the piss. Out on the piss. Take a couple of those at some point during the evening before you've had a bit too much. Yeah. And it will um, help you avoid a ferocious hangover. Is that scientifically uh, – is,
0: is that in uh, any peer-reviewed papers, mm, Joanna? I don't know. It's just from – Ah, now now we are the snake horse, oh, <laughs> oh, how the tables thus turn. It's
1: just from me, um,
0: the um, horrendous alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just – tried and true tips from joe um no the the reason that i find activated charcoal such a weird thing is that like it was actually used for like drug overdoses for a long time and it can actually make a lot of medications
1: not work oh yeah it absorbs everything totally so so basically
0: if you've taken the pill like a lot of antidepressants even mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it can actually make them null and void in your system well and there's a so lot it's of, actually super dangerous even brushing your teeth with the shit is dangerous and for like, people that take a lot of medication if
1: you go to the supermarket you can get burger buns with it or even at restaurants these days yeah and i know which i find wild i know it's like a health risk. I know. Yeah. So if you go to a cafe and get
0: a charcoal bun and you've just taken the pill and then you have sex that night, you're gonna just use a condom. You're going to get pregnant. Get, you're going to get preggers, so use a bloody condom. Mm. Guys,
1: don't make me say it again. <laughs>
0: sound like that teacher from Mean Girls. <laughs> it's like,
1: don't have sex. If well, you have sex, you will die. <laughs> and then you have to name your baby after the burger. So <laughs> Brioche. Brioche or like Wagyu. <laughs> Oh, ch- Yuck. Oh, chicken schnitz schnitzel the baby. <laughs>
0: schnitty. <laughs> schnitty the baby. Please do not name <laughs> schnitty the baby. Please do not name your child schnitty. Yeah, so basically in this uh in this book that I'm writing there's going to be a full list of everything I've been suggested over the years. Some of them I've tried, some of them I have not. Uh <laughs> I'm not going to clarify which because
1: I'll leave that up to you like a fun game. She name. gargles so. her in piss every morning. <laughs> Yeah. Oh that's just for fun. <laughs> just because you like the taste, really. I know, it's just, just a delicious treat. It's not yours either.
0: <laughs> ah, not again. We've made the podcast gross. Oh dear. What do you mean
1: made it gross? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: just it just is.
1: Yes. Okay. Well I'm very much <gasps> looking forward to reading uh these Oh man, (laughs) these tips people have gotten throughout the years. Because just when I think I've heard it all, there's some more for
0: sure.
1: Beeping of being cooked, oh, segue queen. (laughs) Uh, She loves it to segue. mm -hmm. So we're saying how chronic illness, uh, the knowledge of chronic illness has become more widespread lately uh, and we're very happy about it. But Chloe, did you know chronically ill people have been present all throughout history? I know it's shocking. I am shocked. Shocked and
0: amazed that people with chronic illnesses have (laughs) always existed. It's almost like modern life hasn't caused fibromyalgia. It's kind of always been here. Mm.
1: Mm, mm. Yes, please. How, how have you learnt this, Joe? Well, I was listening to one of my favourite podcasts called Bunta Vista the other day, right? Ah, uh, yes. We do love them. Love the, uh, the Bunta Vista guys. We do. Yeah? We do love them. Um, and they were talking about a little fellow called Utsi the Iceman. Now, have you heard of this guy before?
0: I do vaguely remember Utsi the Iceman. He was found. He's like one of the oldest
1: things that was found or something. yeah. 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 So he looks... Vaguely, I remember this. So if you see... He's a mummy. If you've seen a picture of him, he kind of just looks like me or Chloe, really, at this stage. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like us right now. We're
0: actually... We look this shit to do an impression of Woodsy the Iceman. (laughs) (laughs) I impersonate him on a daily basis from my bed.
1: (laughs) So as you've said, he is indeed Europe's oldest known natural mummy and has offered an unprecedented view of Copper Age Europeans. Mm. So he lived between. Fascinating. Yes. He lived between uh, 3400 and 3100 BCE and he was found in September 91 on the border between Austria and Italy. Fascinating. Yes. Uh, he was five foot three and about 50 kilos when he died and was about 45. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's pretty old for back then. Yeah. So a couple of things I. F- you said BC. Uh, BCE. Is that what you
0: said? Is that the same? Like, that's before Christ, yes? Uh, I don't understand how time works. <laughs> Can you please explain time to me like I'm five? Thanks. Um. Well. <laughs> I just try to clarify something I just totally don't understand and won't understand the explanation for anyway, so let's just keep going.
1: Well, it's B- BCE, so uh, CE means common era in the same way that BC means before Christ. So BC stands for okay. before the Common Era. So maybe okay. maybe the non-religious people kicked up a shit about it at some point. I have a no sh-tick. idea. He's fucking old. Yeah, That's he's all, real, all I he's need real to know. He's so real fucking old. So Utsi had a total of 61 tats. So he's probably rivaling like little Peep and um, Post Malone there, I'd say. right, Or anyone in Melbourne. Yeah. Especially a barista. <laughs> um, yeah, a barista in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rady, uh, so the examination of his bones showed age, conditional or strain induced degeneration corresponding to many of these tattoo areas, including osteochondrosis and slight um, spondylosis, which is spinal osteoarthritis in the lumbar spine oh, okay. and wear and tear degeneration yep. in the knee, especially in the ankle joints. So um, they reckon that those tattoos may have been related to pain relief treatments similar to acupressure or acupuncture. Wow, which I thought was really cool. Okay, so yeah. if that's the case, that was at least two thousand years before their previous known earliest kind of use in China, which was about a thousand BCE. Yeah, right. So that's kind of cool. like acupuncture
0: and stuff. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I yeah, I always think of that as like a very sort of eastern medicine kind of situation Mm. like
1: chinese medicine Mm -hmm. so that's interesting that it was used like a thousand years before the previous known earliest use in china holy shit that's so cool so they reckon that perhaps the tattoos were related to pressure points that they use in chinese medicine but before that which is really i thought that was really interesting um that's super interesting but how good would it be
0: if tattoos cured chronic pain that would that would roll. I'd be covered. Oh yeah.
1: I'd be like that yeah. guy
0: that the lizard
1: man that's just like The Lizard Man. <laughs> I
0: know that was my first thought too. I'd have little horns. I would Ooh. have little
1: fangs. Yeah, that all would be sorts nice. of things. So uh, X rays from Innsbruck where the mummy is preserved in a refrigerator a refrigerator. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> what just happened to your, to your mouth? <laughs> okay, so the old mate's in a fridge, okay? Yeah, in the fridge. And they have to spray him to keep him wet. I'm sorry, I just Surely found that be really like, funny. <laughs> I just, wait, aren't mummies like all dried out? No, no, no. Isn't that the whole point of... No, because he was found in ice.
0: Oh, of course. Mm. So he's got, oh, no. Imagine that being your job, just spraying old mate. Just continuously. This feels so Mr. Burns to me. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We've got to wet down his eyeballs because he can't blink anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Moisten
1: my eyes with the sponge. Mm. But here's where. That's wild. I'm not just talking about a fucking mummy for no reason. Oh, actually. (laughs) Yes, you are. I was obsessed with mummies as a child. Um, Mm. And I used to carry around. A picture of my favourite one, which was oh, wow. this Arctic explorer that got preserved in like a full uniform and everything. I made a photocopy <laughs> of him at the library and just had a little photocopy in my pocket, like my own little private mummy that I used to carry around because I liked wow. it. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. That is – I feel like that kind of explains a bit about you. Yeah. People are like, what have you got there in your pocket? And you're like, obviously, I've got a printout. It's my mummy. Of a (laughs) mummy. What else could it possibly fucking be?
1: (laughs) I was really into like peat bogs and tar pits and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Anyway Of course. (laughs) Of course you were. There's a reason I'm talking about this. Um Yeah, sorry, continue. The X rays show that Utsi must have suffered from chronic pain as he approached his death at around the age of 45, saying he had considerable arthritis in the neck, lower back, and right hip. (gasps) One of Utsi's little toes showed signs of arthritic damage caused by chronic frostbite over months or even years. More surprisingly, his arteries and blood vessels were hardening up through calcification. This is a problem that is generally attributed to today's unhealthy diet. Uh, and they were surprised because oh. they, they thought the diet would have been better than that of modern humans. Now, here's the funniest bit. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, I feel like there's so many things that they're just like, this happened here and this is because of
1: the modern era. Yeah. And they're just
0: like, uh, except Ootsie. <laughs> Utsi proves you wrong.
1: The analysis also indicates that the Iceman was lactose intolerant. And they thought that that was just our unhealthy millennial
0: diet. right. Oh, my
1: God. However, they do say this isn't surprising. At the time, Iceman lived and died. Um, they also called him Frozen Fritz as well, which I kind of love. But anyway. <laughs> That's <laughs> very confusing to me. <laughs> uh, so people were beginning to settle down and become farmers and the ability for adults to ingest milk became an advantage. So it kind of wasn't happening then, but it's really, oh, yeah. it's really good to know. The taming of cows. Mm-hmm. It's really good and to know that, taming, well, though, yeah. I mean, people are, I mean, I guess this was previous to people, maybe goat herding and things like that too. Yeah. Um, but it's really good to know that if Uzi had have had a milkshake or a bit of ice cream, Chloe, like some people, mm, he, would like have, me, he would have gotten. My tasty naughty treats. <laughs> yeah, he would have gotten explosive <laughs> diarrhoea. Oh,
0: same. All over his
1: bearskin skin pants. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, all over his little bearskin skin rug that he wore to cover up his uh, – to, to be modest. Mm. Um. Yeah, wow, what's he? Spooning icon.
1: But one more thing. I know I've gone on for a while. Okay.
0: He also – No, please. He, um, this is fascinating. He
1: also appears to have had the oldest known case of Lyme disease, new genetic analysis has revealed. <gasps> Interesting. Lyme disease is in
0: the one that Australia refuses to acknowledge is real. Correct.
1: As part of work on um, his genome, his complete genetic blueprint, scientists have found genetic material from the bacterium responsible for the disease, which is spread by ticks and causes a rash and flu-like symptoms and can lead to joint, heart, and nervous system problems. Wow. Um. I don't understand how there's like – genetic stuff that they can see
0: mm. for Lyme disease mm-hmm. and yet still there's so many countries that are like, no, that's not real. Like-
1: so our data point to the earliest documented case of a B, sorry, I've I mispronounced this, B. Berg de Fury infection in mankind to there's no other case report about Lyme disease is available for ancient or historical specimens. But mm. despite all of this bullshit, Utsi was still killed by an arrow in the back. Oh, that's how I'll go as well. <laughs> Any day now. Today's the day. So yeah, how- my
0: dream is to go out like Utsi. How
1: do you feel about Utsi the Mummy? Oh my god, I love him. Icon. I know. Who knew? I know. We love and stand. So I did send you a picture of a reconstruction of him before. What did you what did you think of that? Like what kind of man does he look like to you? <laughs>
0: I think my favourite thing was that you sent me this photo with absolutely no context, <laughs> and you were like, "I just need you to look at this," and I was like, okie dokey, no problemos." Mm. Yeah, I, I quite like his um his pants
1: mm, and good. his
0: his little shoes there. Mm. He's got a bit of the um Tom Hanks in um oh my God, what's the movie where he Cast gets away? Castaway? Castaway. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. He looks like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Mm. He's fully got that vibe. Mm. Mm. And he's got a little spear, which uh, clearly
1: he didn't carried around. Him. Look, he carried around a lot of shit and a lot of yeah. food and stuff. So fuck anyone that says that we can't do stuff. Yeah. He's killing it. If Utsi
0: can do it, we can do it. It looks like he enjoys a pint too. Yeah, I definitely have a pint with him. Yeah, me too. For sure. Utsi, hell yeah. Thank you for that little history lesson. I right. love that.
1: That's all right.
0: Utsi. <laughs> I love that his name's Utsi as well. It's just so adorable. Oh, no, Or Frozen Fruits. Utsi. Frozen Fruits is so funny. Fruits is what we call, like, um, Cabanossi in Adelaide. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? You people. You know, like, the deli sausage stuff? Like, we call yeah. it Fruits because it's German sausage. I
1: don't... <laughs> Shows like this is the last podcast. I'm fucking done. <laughs> I bought you my tale of a, a wonderful mummy, and you just want to talk to me about <laughs> stupid sausage, sausage. names.
0: Shows <laughs> looking for a, uh, a podcast partner, by the way. If anyone's interested, <laughs> she needs someone new. I'm not doing the job.
1: <laughs> well,
0: actually, I just want to talk about cool Adelaide terms.
1: <laughs> you do have a job to do, this podcast, Chloe. Do you remember what that that job is? I do.
0: <laughs> I'm very I'm very excited. So uh, are you going to read me are... a little story? I'm going to have a little story time for Joe. Oh. Um, yes, yeah, So we've obviously decided that we're going to do Quack Watch every single episode. Okay. Can you just and- just
1: just leave a pause here so I can insert the okay pause. And we're back.
0: And we're back doing Quack Watch every single episode and this time is my turn to do the Quack Watch, Mm -hmm. which I'm very excited about. So we were discussing what we could potentially do for Quack Watch Mm -hmm. and we threw some ideas back and forth Mm -hmm. and then I sent you a screenshot Mm -hmm. and you were very excited Mm -hmm. about what
1: I had found. Mm -hmm. Because previous to this I had said vaginal pearls. Yes, yoni eggs. Mm. Mm. Is that what they're called? Um, Yoni eggs are different from vaginal pearls, but, you know, we won't, we won't, we won't, let's not talk about that. They all go up the couch.
0: (laughs) They all end up in the same place, mate. (laughs) All right, so what I have found is a a little uh, literary contribution by a man called Don Colbert, Mm. and it is called The New Bible Cure for Mm. Chronic Fatigue and Fibromyalgia, Colon Ancient Truths, natural remedies, and the latest findings for
1: your health. Oh, Christ. How do you feel about that? <sighs> Look, there's so much wrong with this already, but yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so the,
0: um, the little blurb on the back of the book uh, says, are you feeling drained and depleted for no apparent reason? Mm-hmm. It is time to win the battle against chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia once and for all. Mm incorporating the latest medical findings and the timeless wisdom of the Bible, the new Bible, (laughs) the new Bible cure for chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia contains information that your own doctor may never have told you. I'm just, I'm so upset. That is my end goal to upset you and alienate you and ruin our friendship. (laughs) Yes. Good. In that case, please continue. Please continue. I'm heading in the right direction then. Um, And, yes, and it finishes with you want to be healthy and God wants you to be healthy, okay? Mm. All right. So what I'm going to do is a little bit of this book basically asks you to put in your own answers to some of these questions and some of these, like, little prompts to sort of learn about your own fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue or whatever the fuck it is that you have, right? (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I don't
1: know what the fuck it is. (laughs) It's not, no, who knows?
0: <laughs> no, who knows what the yeah, who knows what's wrong with our bodies? But basically, yeah. So these little prompts, I'm going to read out some of them because some of them are truly some of the best things I've ever read. Mm. And by best, I mean worst, obviously. <laughs> so, for example, trust God daily to renew your strength and energize you as you pray and read His Word. Uh, so, quickly jot down any symptoms of chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia that you've been experiencing as you pray. That just seems like a lot to do at once, yeah, doesn't it? We,
1: yeah. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Write a prayer asking for God's help in applying the knowledge and wisdom that you will learn in this book to energize you in overcoming these symptoms
1: of illness. Uh, this is already too much for me to do. <laughs> up There's a lot going on here. I need to concentrate um, on breathing and speaking at the same time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Another part is uh, they talk about how these things are quite often caused by sugar addiction. Okay. Mm -hmm. So apparently one of the main reasons that we have fibromyalgia isn't because our nervous systems are balked. Mm -hmm. It's because we're addicted to sugar. So one of the, the these little prompts says write a prayer asking god to free you from any dependence you may have on sugar or yeast products (laughs) i just don't understand okay no 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 i feel like god has so many things on his mind that me going hey mate i really need some help with my sugar addiction god's like can you fuck off there are there's poverty and shit in the world that i need to uh to to focus on right now i don't give a shit about your sugar addiction okay
1: okay can i just stop you here for a sec? Right. Okay. So, so didn't. Okay. I come from a a very long history of atheists or whatever. But mm-hmm. wasn't there something in the Bible about Jesus turning Jesus giving fish and loaves of bread to people or some shit?
0: Yes. Yeah. He turned um, one fish into many fish and one loaf into many loaves.
1: And water into wine. So what you're saying is Jesus caused and can cure my fibro.
0: Yeah. So he gave the bread out to people and now because of Jesus doing that however many years ago, we now have fibromyalgia. Yes, correct. Okay, cool. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Now we're asking God for his help to cause his son's, you know, mistakes with the bread.
1: (laughs) Um, No more tuna sandwiches
0: for me. (laughs) No, none. Uh, So describe how dependent you are on sugar. Then make a decision to lay sugar on the altar And allow the Holy Spirit to be your comforter, not sugar.
1: My altar is for sacrificing dead animals on, man. I don't have room on it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of candles and stuff on there, pentagrams, you
0: know? Yeah. I'm laying sugar on my pentagram
1: and it's saying that's fine. Can I make make a pentagram with sugar? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, that's how you catch slugs. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, cool. Um,
0: so, a Bible cure is also in order to rest properly, you have to limit or eliminate caffeine, sleeping pills, or alcohol, as well as thank God for his rest, care, and peace in your life. So, I feel like the first three things might be helpful. Mm. Limiting those things. I don't take that advice, obviously, because I love alcohol and sleeping pills and caffeine. But I don't really thank God for the rest and peace in my life because I don't get much fucking rest. Mm. (laughs) You know? Mm. So, yeah, I think you get the idea of what this book is about. Mm -hmm. Um, It basically talks a whole lot of shit about chronic illness, chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia that is... Very kind of untrue, and mm-hmm. then uh, just put some Bible verses in between it all to
1: get you to ask God for help with it. I wish the listeners could see my face right now because, like, I'm I'm quite lost for words, and my face has distorted in a way that may make me look like would mm. see the mummy.
0: <laughs> I feel like you're going to have to go and get Botox after just this episode. It's like ruined you, bitch.
1: I wish I could get Botox <laughs> right lines. now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if we'd gotten Botox before this episode, this wouldn't have happened. But now we look like Od So uh I'm so bad, a big man. thank you to Don Colbert, the author of this book. Fuck off, who Don. Belongs in jail. Again, jail for Don. Yeah.
1: Jail. Yeah. Oh, jail. Jail God. time.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh that that cost fourteen dollars and forty nine cents to get the audiobook of, so I wonder if that I is, wonder if
1: Don reads it. I wonder what Don sounds like. Hmm.
0: I don't want to hear him. No. I think that'll just make me very
1: angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So uh that
1: is my quack watch. That was beautifully done. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you, mate.
0: Thanks, mate. I'm sorry for uh ruining our friendship <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of the podcast guys I've ruined it yeah,
1: no more podcasts
0: <laughs> no more it's done done and dusted we can't do it anymore well- <laughs> I've, I've fucked it
1: <laughs> again if you would like to contribute some absolute fucking bullshit to quack watch or um, a, a in fact a historical figure with chronic illness to that section which I'm going to call historically fully sick
0: yeah historically fully sick
1: correct i love it uh please get in touch with us on twitter uh all the other crap i mentioned at the start you you can find us it's pretty easy
0: um there's a contact form on our website but you can tweet at us you can find us on instagram all of those things exactly
1: um, and before we wind up, I would just like to mention that I will be doing my first guest spot on another podcast. Um, Woo, which, our girls on demand. Oh, man, I, eh, we'll see.
0: <laughs> just trying to, uh, you know, hype you up, mate, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> You're <laughs> like, I don't care for it. I just don't care for well, it. Hype me up to get out of bed, mate. Um, yeah, so, well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Um, so that will probably be out before this will be, or around the same time, um, because yeah. God knows it takes me forever to put stupid sound effects in this goddamn thing.
0: <laughs> it's important. It's Honestly, it's important. it just wouldn't be the same without them, so <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> take all the time you need, babe. I've been
1: uh, watching Tim Heidecker's uh, Office Hours uh, YouTube channel where they have two guys there specifically making annoying noises, so that's my inspiration. That. Uh, anyway. So I will be guesting on the OzPol SnackPod podcast. Yeah, that's the right word. <laughs> yeah. What's this thing we're doing? Who knows? Uh, this week. And uh, that's a great podcast. If you're interested in lefty politics, posting, and what's going on in Australia, they break it down in a really Ooh, yeah. listenable and fun way. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll be primarily talking about, the changes to the National Disability Insurance Scheme in the appointment of independent assessors that's recently been announced and the activism around that, which you can find a bit more about under the hashtag uh, NDIS crawl. Um, Mm. So that's just basically about they'll be getting independent assessors to come to people's houses to look at how well they make a cup of tea.
0: (sighs) Cool stuff. Instead Very of, cool and normal things. Instead
1: of looking at, uh, you know, their doctors' reports, things like that. Sounds yeah, cool. things that actually matter. Cool and yeah. normal, and not like uh, you know some Serena Russo type uh, job access bullshit that the government already tried you. Yeah. So I'll be discussing that. At we'll least. be
0: uh, yeah, we'll be delving into it uh, in a in a future episode as well mm-hmm. because. Jo knows much more about this, so uh, I'm going to get her to explain it to me like I'm five, mm. which is going to be super cool. Yay. Yeah.
1: Basically, Yay. that explanation is it's shit, the government's shit. Ta-da. <laughs> no need for another episode then, okay, bye. Okay. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have a, um, got the, was able to announce the other day that um, I've got a story about chronic illness out in a book that is, uh, is able to be pre-ordered now and is coming out in November mm-hmm. um, called New Voices on Food, edited by the amazing Lee Tran Lam. Mm. Um, and, yes, my story is talking about how chronic illness has changed my relationship
1: with food and cooking. So very exciting times for us. Mm, love to eat a hot chook every night, I can tell you that. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it's about, <laughs> just you eating rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Okay, we will leave it there this week. Uh,
0: I think that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in a fortnight. Thanks, everyone. All right.
0: Bye. Bye.